The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. And you're welcome back to The Last Word. Now, here's a shocking statistic. 45% of asthma patients have had to forgo their medicines because they cannot afford to as the cost of living crisis squeezes their incomes. It's a shocking statistic and it's come from the Asthma Society of Ireland who are holding their annual conference this week. I'm joined in studio by Eilish Nikotnia, Chief Executive of the Asthma Society of Ireland and Sarah Darcy who has suffered from asthma since she was in her teens. You're both very welcome to The Last Word. Eilish, I was actually shocked by some of the statistics you've put out today. Just tell us about that 45% figure, but also some of the other data you've gathered from your members. Yes, this is Asthma Awareness Week. We're right in the middle of it now. And uh, on the run up to Asthma Awareness Week, we conducted a survey of our membership and 1,294 of our members responded to the survey. And you're right, absolutely. So 96% confirmed that they had been prescribed asthma medications and 45% said that they have had to forego them due to financial constraints. And while it is shocking, and stark, not necessarily unsurprising to the Asthma Society, it is an issue that comes up all of the time for us through our contact with patients. People cannot afford their their asthma medications and actually can't afford to have asthma. So we've also found through that survey, for example, that nearly half of our of those surveyed said that they have been in arrears on their mortgage, their rent, their utility bills or other loan repayments over the last 12 months. And over 60% said that they are finding it difficult to make ends meet. So there is a real problem here. And most importantly, really, what we want to what we want to get across is the impact that not taking your medication can have or not being able to afford your medication can have for people with asthma because and particularly because the the danger to your life from not taking it is extraordinary and it is this is something that affects almost 400,000 people in Ireland that's right and uh, about once a week a family loses uh, someone with asthma so uh, yeah it really is dark between 50 and 70 people a year are dying from asthma And the vast majority, about 90% of those deaths are completely preventable if people are taking their medications correctly or getting the right support, the right help and uh, and keeping their, their asthma under control. Sarah Darcy, you've had asthma now for many years. Could you imagine not being able to afford to take your medicine? I can because I've been in that position. You know, now in my life, I'm I'm very fortunate that an unexpected trip to a doctor, um, new medication doesn't mean that I have to go without elsewhere. But in the run up to my serious attack in 2017, I was in that position where I would have to stretch out medications to, you know, maybe till after my next payday. Or, you know, maybe I thought, well, I can't afford to go to the doctor right now if I thought that I had a chest infection coming um, coming on. So I can absolutely imagine it. And it's it's really frightening as somebody who has had a serious attack where my lips were turning blue. I was brought away by ambulance. I had three nebulizers to get my asthma under control that day. Really, really scary to imagine people um, on a constant basis going without 
their medication or trying to stretch it out and the the impact that that's going to have. You know, I I read um, last week that every four minutes somebody with asthma presents at the emergency department with an asthma related issue. How many of those could be prevented if people had access to their medications? You know, Um, the Asthma Society was founded 50 years ago this year. um, And one of the founding aims was to get asthma medication onto the long long term illness scheme. And it's still not there. And for the life of me, I just can't understand why. With nearly 400,000 people, as you said, with this long term chronic condition, uh, uh, around one person every week who dies from a preventable condition, it just makes no sense to me. As somebody who uh, now I can afford to pay for those medications, but I absolutely understand other people are having to make decisions between feeding themselves, feeding their children, paying mortgage, paying rent, and saying, okay, well, I can't afford to buy my inhaler this month. It's shocking. Yeah, you mentioned how serious the attacks you've had. Have people forgotten just how dangerous this is? I think so. I, and, and I think before that serious attack that I had, I would have been the same. I thought that asthma was just something that I had to put up with. I thought that um, wheezing was just a fact of life, you know, that I just had to put up with the wheezing every day. I didn't understand. I didn't know that it didn't have to be that way. I didn't know that by taking the right medication at the right time that I could have a life without wheezing, you know, that I could um, sing along to songs in the car without, uh, uh, without you know, lapsing into a coughing fit. I'm not sure anybody wants to hear me sing along to songs <laughs> in the car, but it's one of the things that I use myself now to check if my asthma is under control because if I'm stopping t- to breathe every couple of seconds when I'm singing along or when I'm talking in public, then that's an indication to me that I need to review my own asthma medication. And that's one of the things that I picked up from the Asthma Action Plan that the specialist nurses from the Asthma Society um, helped me to build for myself. Eilish, as Sarah mentioned there, the long-term illness scheme is something that for other other illnesses and diseases out there is available. Why hasn't asthma been part of that? So the HSE has conducted a review actually in recent years of the long-term illness scheme and it does provide free medication and free devices to people with certain conditions. And and as we mentioned, asthma isn't on the long-term illness scheme, but there hasn't been a decision yet as to what to do with the long-term illness scheme. So the Sloan to Care strategy recommended that it be reviewed, recommended that the state should come up with a better alternative. And as part of that, make sure that medications that need to be subsidised are subsidised, but that hasn't yet happened. I can't tell you why it hasn't happened. We have just not had an open door in that regard. And what that means is that what the government has done, actually, is it has reduced the ceiling of the drugs payment scheme. So you might be familiar with that. Now you have to pay um, anything over €80 on medication every month. It was 140 So that's a really welcome shift. And people on medical cards, their medication is covered. They just have to pay a prescription fee. Now, we'd like to see that prescription fee gone too. But, uh, you know, it is it is a, a welcome um, support for people with asthma. But the long term illness scheme is the one area that the government is just refusing to move on. And what that means is that people who are already actually paying about 80 euro a month for their combination inhaler, that preventer or controller inhaler that really keeps people healthy and well and uh, reduces the inflammation in the lungs, that is costing the 80 euro every month. And if you have allergies, if you have other diseases alongside asthma, often that will end up triggering your asthma, leading to an asthma attack. Asthma attacks can be fatal. 
you you are you are uh, under pressure to cover cover your costs. You know. I want to go back to that figure. We mentioned the pressure people are under out there, and it must be awful for particular families with children out there right now, having to make that difference between do we afford to put the lights on, do we afford to go to the supermarket for groceries, or do I go out to the chemist and the pharmacist and get the medicine for my child out there? Are you coming across those scenarios? Well, we absolutely are, and, and our survey reiterated that. Uh, children with asthma are on average missing five days of school a year. So as well as the impact on their education and ultimately actually their earning potential, it's also impacting the earning potential of parents. On top of that, adults who have asthma are missing on average seven days uh, a year because of their asthma, uh, seven days of work a year. And so all of that is impacting on top of the cost of medications. And when you can't afford your medications, when you're not taking that really important controller or, or preventer inhaler that your GP has prescribed, if you're not taking that daily, your your asthma will ultimately end up out of control. And if it's, um, you may feel initially that, 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 that there isn't an issue with your asthma, as Sarah said, people become very used to the symptoms of asthma, but over time it becomes an issue. And the cheaper reliever inhaler, that's the ones that the one that opens up your airwaves um, when you are having an asthma attack or when your symptoms are exacerbated, that blue inhaler often that people are so familiar with, that if it's taken too often actually can lead to fatalities. So, and that is the cheaper medication. So people are leaning on a medication that actually could end up causing them greater harm. Sarah, I just want to bring you back in because you mentioned the the difficulties you've gone through and what it's like. And people would struggle to to think about that something so small in your hand like an inhaler could actually prevent you from, from dying. They, they really would. And I think, uh, again, before I got the, the right help and got on the right medications, I would have been in the same place where I would have relied on that blue inhaler, the, the 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 reliever inhaler, or as I saw it referred to recently, the rescue inhaler. And that's really what it's for. That's for rescuing you from an asthma attack. Um, and I, I don't think that people really appreciate um, how scary it is, you know, when you can't breathe properly, when you, your lips are turning blue, when people around you are starting to panic because they see you getting clammy, they see you getting weak and maybe not able to stand up properly. And uh, and that's one of the things that having that asthma management plan that I spoke about really helped me to understand what are my triggers. So, you know, dust mites are one of my triggers and um, pollen. So taking in a good antihistamine is, is good for me to control my asthma as well. So understanding what your triggers are understanding when you need to maybe take that rescue inhaler as a short-term preventative measure, when you need to contact your GP because, hey, this is not working for me and what to do in an asthma attack. That's so, so important. It was important for me, but it was also important for my family. My poor mum was with me on the day that I had that bad attack in 2017. I'm sure she blames me for a few grey hairs. So it was really, really important to her to have some sort of guidance, some sort of structure and knowledge of what to do if I was in a bad place. Okay, Sarah Darcy and Eilish Nikotny, Chief Executive of the Asthma Society of Ireland. Thank you very much for coming into The Last Word today. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.